Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So excited to have you all with me and excited for this week's interview. On today's episode, I have my friend Josh Smith with us. Josh is an entrepreneur, a life coach, a keynote speaker, a community leader, and recently launched his business, Your Speaking Voice LLC, where he teaches you, you know, about you know, you having a voice and why public speaking is important. We will jump into all of that. We will jump into his story. But Josh, thanks so much. Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide. John, man, finally, we're here. I appreciate you having me on your show. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, Let's kind of just jump into what you're doing and kind of your backstory. Um, So you've had quite the journey been through a lot and we'll jump into it. Right. So just for all of you, like there's a lot of like mental health stuff in this episode. Um, So Josh was actually uh, Josh is the only reason I've actually shared my story. So, you know, in January on the podcast, I reshared my story in nine parts that I had shared last year in April. Um, But a lot of that had to do with like what I went through mentally after losing my job, February 26, 2019. And the only reason I ever actually publicly shared my story was because of Josh. So we sort of joked a little bit. Uh, I don't know whether it was a thank you or this is your fault. But no, seriously, I, I do think, and we both were, were here because we think telling your story is important. We think mental health is important. We think taking care of yourself is important. Um, and we, you know, struggle with mental health, suicidal thoughts, those kinds of things. I think Josh will tell you like every day is certainly a journey when you struggle with some of these things. First of all, I appreciate you. And I'm so proud of you for just everything you've built, man. Now you, now you're actually coaching people, teaching people to use their voice and that, you know, we all matter. We all have importance. So just how you can kind of go back to your story and what you struggled with mentally. Like, how did all of it kind of lead you to a point of saying, I have to help people with this and take it to now like opening the business? You know, it's it's really easy to kind of just say to someone, oh, it's this is exactly what happened and tell a chronological story. And I remember listening to some of those episodes that you did talk about your story. And even the day that you decided that you wanted to share it, you were saying to me, is this, is, should I do this? Mm-hmm. Am I uncertain? And a lot of people don't know when's the right time, how to share, it, when to share. It. And I have been through a lot of, of issues in my life that mainly have been not only through some of the things that I've done at my workplace, where one of the things I've still do full time is work for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and a variety of different jobs that I've had over the last 13 years. But what I that started to notice, especially with my own life, is that I was starting to disconnect. And it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to do that. It was that many of the people that I've been involved with throughout my life have really been, I feel that, have been really connected with me. And that is something that we all strive for. I think that there's a crisis nowadays when it comes to being able to communicate with others, especially Mm -hmm. 
as we try to do it face to face. And that's what I was suffering from. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's very tough to, to be able to say to someone, you know, what is it that is behind that curtain? What's, what's in that closet of yours that you hide from others? And that's really why I started the business is mm -hmm. that I wanted to not only help people realize their true potential, but I also thought that in this day of age, we shouldn't be afraid to share things about ourselves to be authentic. And it's funny enough, we were talking about that even before we started this mm -hmm. and that we need to be authentic. We need to be courageous. And even if that means being able to say, oh, I can't make it on time because of X, Y, Z happening, or I can't do this today. There's something that I, I need to spend more time or attention to. I think we need to continue to start acknowledging that. And that's been something that I, I feel has been wrong in my life, especially the last three years. Mm -hmm. Well, and Josh, too, I, I think one of the things is even two guys on this show, men don't talk about mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right? it's almost a taboo in a way. Right. We're probably the, the outliers uh, to that conversation that needs to be happening a lot more especially as I've had friends of mine in the past start organizations that relate to, you know, the lack of fathers, the, mm -hmm. the crisis of not ha of kids not having fathers or even role models in their lives has even grown even more to the point that we need to have more of those authority figures to be able to have that conversation with others, to be thankful and, and fruitful in what we have already been receiving. So it is true. We do, man, we're the outliers, John. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, even you know, we're recording this for our episode here in February. I even think back to December when, uh, you know, and I'm sure many of the listeners, DJ uh, Stephen uh, Boss, named you know his nickname was Twitch from the Ellen Show, committed suicide, and you know people looked at it. Oh, my goodness. Some people were even saying it was like false because there's no way someone that happy could commit suicide. But I think what we've both learned in our journeys is that that's not true, that like there's kind of a persona like. I, so when you, you know, I'll kind of share for all of you, um, Josh had kind of and he's he we've already discussed that this is kind of an open book conversation and he's willing to be vulnerable. Otherwise, I wouldn't. But Josh had kind of put some concerning things on Facebook. What was this two years ago, Josh, three years ago now? It's three years ago now. Yeah. They're getting close to it. Yeah. So like and, you know, in those conversations and, and I had never shared my story because I'm like, no, men don't struggle with this. I'm not going to share. This is like a feminine thing, which is like a load of crap. So I remember, you know, being concerned, reaching out to people that you were friends with, talking to people that you knew and kind of saying like, hey, you know, is he OK? I even think now of Melody, right? Melody's a great friend of yours. We're still Facebook friends. We didn't even know each other at the time. I reached out and said, hey, is Josh OK? Is, uh, you know, I really was trying to reach out to anyone and everyone. I even and the sad part is I reached out to some people and they were like, no, I don't talk to him anymore. And I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm really concerned. Like you need to know, like reach out to him. But I remember, you know, so you went to the hospital, people, people called, got you taken to the hospital and you were so angry at the time, but now it was like the best thing never happened to you. But I remember when you came home, we didn't even talk for months. And afterwards, when we finally did talk, you're like, well, you can't help me. You're married. You have kids. Your life is perfect. And what did I say to you? 
No, I'm not. And that was <laughs> that was the most beautiful thing that yeah. we had to share. But get let me back up to the story a little bit yes. because there, there's a couple things that I I don't even think even other people in my own life even knew. You know, for a matter of time, even years, there was something that happened at my work one day where I felt the pressure of not being able to perform, not being able to meet expectations, not being able to satisfy those that were around me that were not only my bosses, but my employees. But, you know, the problem that I had was that there was something psychological happening in me because of all the things that have happened the last 20, 30 years of my life where I was rejected, I was feeling insecure. I think that a lot of people, especially when you read about a lot of the things that are happening in this world that are often caused by violence or other things, you often find the root cause of people not being supported as children. And a lot of that was happening in my life where, although my parents knew some of it, they didn't know all of it. And that's where it's really important. If you're a parent out there, even if you're doing whatever field that you're in, especially real estate, take some time for your kids because mm. it is certainly the most important thing that you can do for them. And to kind of carry this forward, it was one day, just like any other day that I woke up, I went to work. I went to a, a Toastmasters meeting, which I was, I'm heavily involved in Toastmasters, mm -hmm. been doing that for over 11 years now. And guys, it has and, nothing to do with toast. Yeah, it has nothing to do with toast. It, has, it doesn't even have anything to do with alcohol. So if for those that, <laughs> there's plenty of clubs around any uh, any area, wherever you live listening to this, just go to toastmasters.org and, yeah. and find, hit find a club. There you go. There's your sales pitch, Toastmasters. <laughs> but I remember waking up, going to a meeting, feeling that everything was fine. But Afterwards, when I went to my part-time job that I had at the time, I started to feel this sense of insecurity, of dread, of not feeling like I was really connected with a lot of things happening. And you have to keep in mind, I had a affair happening at the time with a woman that I won't mention her name because it's just not, I don't have that permission or anything like that. But she was definitely encouraging me to realize what I needed to do in my life. But at the same time, it was an unhealthy relationship. So it was kind of a catch 22. Oh, as she was encouraging me, I was also realizing that this was an unhealthy thing that I was doing. I was in a dead end job in the Commonwealth, not feeling like I was able to really benefit, make a security for myself. I felt as that day progressed in my shift that the feelings of, this is it. I'm going to do it. And that's when a lot of people started to see some Facebook posts from me. A lot of people were scared and reached out. Like you said, John, you were one of those people that reached out. But ultimately, it was somebody local that was literally driving on the way to my house because I went home by that point. And two state troopers were able to secure me where I was at, at my place of residence and took me to the hospital. And when I got there, I waited for about uh, eight or 10 hours overnight because they didn't have any beds at the local psychiatric ward that was normally where they take patients. So I was taken then to a place in Hagerstown, Maryland. It, it was something that has really opened, opened up my eyes as to why people need this help sometimes. Mm. 
And and I think, you know, I and I don't say this to like toot my horn. It like you literally when we spoke, we're like, you have nothing to offer me. You don't understand what it's like to battle depression and suicide. You have a wife, you have kids. I and I think that's a huge point for people, people who are married, who have who are in a great relationship, who have kids, whatever, still struggle. Right. The struggle, what you've dealt with mentally doesn't go away. And so. For me, I think it's so important. You know, I've I've talked on an episode about you only need one cheerleader. Like my wife was so helpful during that time. You know, what I think I learned from that is the importance of sharing our story. I literally did not share my story. And you said to me for what, a year? Mm-hmm. Well, at least a year. Like, John, when are you going to write your story? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I think. And then when I did... I, you know, the responses were great and I don't care. Like the social media is all a vanity metric, but what I, what I, to be honest, what I learned from that is yeah. All those people comment on your stuff when you're going through things or they comment on stuff, you know, we just moved in January. So they commented on that, but then they're nowhere the rest of the year. And so I would encourage people listening to this to check in with people right before me and Josh got on this interview. I was talking to a friend. We were on the phone for about 30 minutes. A lot of what I do in my business is like just checking in with people, building relationships because you don't know what someone's going through. Now, yeah, it builds my business, but more than anything, you just want to see how people are doing. And so I think check in with people. Josh, man, men struggle with this more than anything. I'm going to do an episode about men and what like they're suffering in their business because they're yeah, maybe you're making millions of dollars a year or hundreds of thousands of dollars a year at your business, but your relationships are all suffering. You're not in communication, in relationship with people. But I think, you know, do you kind of agree like that sharing your story? I mean, obviously you do because of your business. Right. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But how important is sharing your story? Why have you kind of been willing to now share, hey, yeah, I was suicidal. Yeah, I went to a hospital. Yeah, I still, you know, struggle. What what made you really step out of that? And do you feel like men struggle to share this stuff? It's funny that I usually get asked that question and people also look at me weird, like, wait, you started a business about this? What why are you doing that? Aren't you still going through this even after three years? And I say, yes. And truth be told, I am still seeing a therapist to this day, and it's been incredible even the last six to 10 months of that journey where a lot of things that I've been working on have really paid off. So just as much as it is important to work on your business and to help get new clients and market and to build relationships with people, which relationship building is so important. It's really about continuing to develop yourself and realize that you have pitfalls. And just the other day, I was just talking to someone that was like, what do you think this is? The Josh show? Because they were commenting on my leadership style and kind of putting it as, oh, well, why are you you putting yourself on a pedestal? And I said, no, (laughs) it isn't about that. This is actually me putting myself on a, a, a plateau that I finally needed to reach so that I can assess what has happened in the last several years. And I really do want to form those relationships with people that I have disconnected from. So it's so important to not only continue to build that, but realize when you have, you've done something wrong, there's no shame in that mm-hmm. because if we are authentic with that, we are able to kind of, get that connection with people and have that understanding, that mutual understanding, if you will, between others that says, yes, this is what I wanted to hear from you. It isn't 
a one-sided conversation of, oh, this is, I'm talking to some sort of fake person. No, yeah. I, I really want to hear what you have to say because it is important and it does contribute to the overall good. Well, and and I, I love that you just shared that. I think one of the importance, I just wrote this down, aren't you still going through this? Yeah, that's life, right? I think, you know, as I think about my mental health or my real estate business, I've never arrived, right? For me as a person of faith, I feel like arrival is like, I'm dead, I'm in heaven, I'm with Jesus. But to me, like, I'm always a work in progress, right? So like, I don't coach, I mean, I actually do. I coach realtors, you know, some of them making half a million dollars a year, why? Well, because I've got skills in social media that they can use. And I think that's such a miss. If you're listening to this thinking, I can't teach, I can't help because I haven't arrived. It's just not true. And and the point is really, you know, so much of in my business, you know, really, especially the podcast side, the coaching side, the membership, I'm coaching realtors, some in the business longer than me making half a million dollars a year, but I'm coaching them in how to like, do this part better in their business, maybe social media, maybe relationships, maybe interactions with their clients or follow up, right? You know, follow up with their clients. You don't have to be at a certain level to teach. You just have to be at the next step, right? You yes. know, I'm thinking so much of like, you know, imagine I'm, I'm looking at my kid's playhouse. So I'm thinking about that, but even like a playhouse or a mountain, if I'm at the top, I'm just helping pull you up. I don't have to, you know, I'm not the best real estate coach in the world, right? You want the best real estate coach in the world? You can hire Tom Ferry. You can hire Travis Robertson. These guys that are going to pay thousands of dollars, charge thousands. And that's good. If you can do that, great. But what do I have to show? I can show you where I've taken that business in the first couple of years, how to create that success, how to grow your business through social media. And so by even saying, aren't you still going through this? You're missing the point that, Josh or John or anybody can teach you something through what they've been through over the past few years. Like your journey, even to leading to this business, would have never happened had you not been through all the things mentally. And so you don't have to be 20 steps ahead, just a couple to help teach and coach people. And I have to add on to that to say, sometimes you think that because someone else is successful, that means that you're falling behind. You don't know what's behind that curtain. And I think social yeah. media kind of creates that persona for people too. That's why even as being the advocate for even others that are trying to find their voice or find what is deep inside of them that hasn't been unlocked, it doesn't matter what age you're starting. I'm going to, yes. I'm 36 essentially when I have started this business and it took me over 20 years to realize that I needed some of the skills and abilities to be able to do some of the things that I think will add value to others. So it isn't necessarily even just a life experience, whether that is that you go through a mental health crisis or you go through something that's traumatic of a loss. Just know that you always have a place in this world and mm -hmm. that you have the abilities deep inside of you. Don't ever tell yourself no. Because no is already shutting that door that is possibly able to be opened again at any time. This is your willpower to do that. Yeah, I love it, man. So, and we'll jump into the business in a second. Before we transition to the business, so mental health is still something you battle. How do you make sure and how do people that maybe have struggled like we have, 
how do you make sure, hey, I'm going to struggle, I'm going to have rough days where it's, um, and again, you know, therapy helps, medicine helps, all those different things. How do you make sure that you don't get yourself back to a place where you're like, I don't want to be alive? What are the things you have to, you know, tell yourself and preach to yourself to be in a healthy spot? Yeah. So there's really two major things that I've done in my life that if you haven't been doing this, you should definitely at least take a step back and look at. The first thing is patterns. I've noticed that some of the patterns that I've had, whether that's entering unhealthy relationships with other women or even seeing that I worked way too much at work, what is it that is causing some of those things to happen in the first place? Is it because you're having an avoidance of a, of a problem that you're trying to resolve? It's really some of those questions you need to start asking. And sometimes it's really tough to just do it by yourself, if not impossible. So I strongly urge you to reach out to somebody, even if it is a qualified therapist or a psychiatrist that can prescribe medication, mm -hmm. they can help you to navigate through some of those challenges. But the second thing that I've I've come across that has been helpful for me as I continue to recover is just giving yourself the freedom to say no. I've always been one of those people that have said yes to every single little thing. And it's still tough to this day to say yes to every single little thing. I got to say no instead. So try to say no, because that will help you give your work life balance in check. And might even help you with recovering from some of the episodes of depression, anxiety, because I, I go through that. I mean, just the, a couple months ago, I had a bout of that again, and it doesn't happen and uh, often, but it's a chemical imbalance, and that's something mm -hmm. I have to regulate. And proper diet, food, uh, exercise, all that is good tips uh, if you ever want to explore that. Dude, that's so good, and it's been so interesting even knowing you. I can tell. So, and here's, if you have friends around you, friends, family that struggle with this, if they're not reaching out to you, you need to reach out. So Josh, right. You're shaking your head, but for those listening, like when things are going really well with Josh, like, uh, we're, we're talking to each other. We're reaching out when I don't hear from Josh for a little bit, you know, jump in here, Josh. Like if I don't hear yep. from you in a little bit, things are not good. Would you agree? I would agree. And that's why, even if you think everything is 100% okay, it's still all right to ask, oh, is it is it truly all right? Don't be afraid to challenge your friends or even your family even. Maybe even somebody that you see often on phone calls or even in in-person meetings if you do have that opportunity. Don't be afraid to have that, strike up that conversation because truthfully, they're just going to give you the barrier of, yeah, everything's all right. And then you realize, no, it's not all right and because you you kept on digging and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be aggressive with it or overbearing with it because there is a line. And I, I know that sometimes I have to be conscious of what that line is, mm -hmm. but it's okay to ask. There's nothing wrong with that, especially yeah. when someone's going through something like this. And this might be a little controversial, but this has been something that I've seen in my life. When I say that everything's okay, and I generally mean that, back off. It's okay to back off then. Because yeah. it, it is something that in their own time, they'll come to you because there'll be that first person that said, wow, they actually did generally care. And I have to say that to you, John, because you've been one of those people, even throughout my life, I've known you for a long time, that you've been touch pointing with me. And that's been incredible. And that's been really helpful for me. And I never 
really had the chance to tell you that until this interview. So thanks. I for appreciate doing it, man. Well, and you were a little pissed off, Josh. I'm not going to lie. You like you were mad at me when I called you. And and uh, yeah. And so even I remember a couple of weeks ago, I sent you a message. I said, how you doing? You're like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, that's that's not right. That is not an answer you want to hear. So like I'm like, I'm calling you like, tell me what's going on. And so but I, I want to encourage people. This isn't it's yeah, finding that balance. And I think right when you're not in a healthy place, I think even and I was on it. I'll just be honest. Right. We're being transparent. I think in that message, I said, like, are you considering like harming yourself or anything? And you said no. And I said, OK. Like now, again, I I do believe now, not all the time. And I don't want I know suicide's a, a very hard topic. Like, I do think you were reach, even the Facebook post, you were reaching out for help. You were reaching out. And so do people sometimes commit suicide and there are no signs? I, I don't know. But from what I've seen, those friends and family that have struggled with it, I, I, I have to be observant for those signs. I have to be looking around. And so what I think and, and again, I can say to you, hey, are you good? And you're like, oh, like, I know that's not good. That doesn't mean leave the conversation. That means ask some more questions and just, OK, are you sure those were? I mean, man, oh, geez, when I was going through it and Val would call me, she'd be at work at the job that fired me. Right. Um, She'd call me and she's like, are you like promise me that you'll be there when I get home? And it's kind of sad to think about now. But yeah, I said, OK, I promise. Like, I think so. So I don't and I don't know. I certainly I'm not you struggled with it a lot more. I was never, I don't know that I was ever that deep into it, but there were certainly times where I thought about it, where I'm like, it'd be better if I wasn't alive. So, but her asking questions, having someone that really cares. Um, I, is, and I have to add, good. yeah, I have to add this real quick too. There's something that has happened in the last six to nine months that even has been really widely regarded as really something that as a step forward, you know, if you do or if you are experiencing a mental health crisis, one of the things I encourage anybody to to do is reach out to a, a new text number that was set up. It's 988. So awesome. if you ever decide that you want to do a call, well, I shouldn't say text, but to call them, it is a hotline call at 988. So don't be afraid if you have that sort of situation happening yeah. to reach out to that number. There are qualified people that will help out, too. And, and I think we I would say I'll keep my secret as to whether I've used it or not. But, you know, it's yeah. it's been something that's been helpful for many people, too, as that's been launched. And I think I would say, like, if there's people listening, even people that we don't know that like need help, we like call us. You know, Josh's we'll get to his website, his phone numbers there, my numbers out there and you can Google it or, you know, I've I'll put it I've put it out there before. All right. We've talked a lot about mental health. I'm very glad you're here. I'm very glad you're doing better. Tell us more about the business you're speaking voice llc like and you even joked like oh people are going to ask why i started a business at 35 36 but i actually think it's great because you're using your story to really help people and talk about how their voice matters and why it's important so tell us more about what made you start it and what you help people do yeah so i started this about seven months ago i decided that it was time to start reaching out to other people that needed help and Originally, the thought was to help people with public speaking, which I've been really successful in doing mm -hmm. for many years now. And I want to help people realize that they can have the confidence in front of a stage, whether that's a virtual stage or even in person. So that was the original goal. But after thinking about it and having, as I said earlier, a long 20 years to consider my options, mm -hmm. I <laughs> thought that it was really helpful with some of the experience I've had with the Commonwealth, which 
after working in various departments of Pennsylvania for 13 years, plus having some opportunities here and there to help others realize some of the things that they wanted to achieve, whether that's to sell or open their own business. I decided that I have a lot of education to go behind me to start the openness. So that's where Your Speaking Voice LLC was formed. And we're based here in Carlisle, although even though I'm in Carlisle, I take appointments from all over the world. Even if if the price is right, I'll even come to you too. (laughs) But one of the things that I try to do with it is not only help people with a variety of services, whether that's life coaching, business coaching, branding, or even getting ready for your interview or even resume development. I really try to help with speaking with others too. So that's really my specialty. And I really enjoy doing that the most. I do have some accreditations and also have two master's degrees that really back up some of the practices that I've been instituting these last 15 years overall in my work experience. But the really the mission is, is to help people transform their lives through their voice. Sometimes we don't know that our voice can be powerful and our voice comes in many forms and shapes. So it isn't necessarily what comes out of a diaphragm or even our throat, but also what it comes out from our hands or our mind, what, how we apply all that. So our voice is both verbal and nonverbal. So that's why the mission is to help in all of those aspects. And it's really about not only finding what's inside of you that you're really passionate about, but as anybody that wants to come through and work with me, one of the things that you'll find is that I'm about not only building confidence, but I want to be able to have a relationship with you that will help you take it to the next level, wherever that is. And we do guided sessions that help provide that opportunity to do so. So if you're interested, definitely check us out. No, and I I love what you're doing. I actually saw from afar and then got some, you know, and talked to you about it. This is like the perfect opportunity for you to help people, to share your story, to tell them about the power of sharing their story. You know, I feel like all the time on this show, I say to people, uh, and you've heard it, I'm sure you listened to the show and have checked it out. You're not a realtor, you're a storyteller. Right. And so, like, what kind of stories are you telling? You need to get better at telling those stories. So I want to I want to honor your time. We're almost out of time. Your speaking voice, LLC, will make sure at the end that you give the uh, website and phone and all that. I always love to end these interviews by asking, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to yourself and then realtors so we can go? back through uh, struggle uh, jobs you struggled with with the Commonwealth. You can go back to those suicidal thoughts and depression and that mental health things you really struggled with. And I know it's still, you know, th- things you work through, but the really hard part of it years ago, um, what would be a piece of advice you would tell that version of Josh? I have to say that there's so many, there's so many examples of what I could share. But the one thing that stands out to me immediately is Don't be afraid to share who you are and Mm -hmm. and also be willing to be vulnerable with others when when it's appropriate to do so. Sometimes we're always in the default position, always being defensive of saying, well, I don't know what who this person is. I don't feel really comfortable in sharing with them. Don't be afraid to just be authentically yourself by sharing. Well, this is what I'm struggling with today, because. Even back then, even in the times in which culture has been developing, 
there's always been an instance of being willing to be transparent. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be perfect every single time. So if you are a realtor, I, I definitely encourage you to think about what's your story that you're telling others. Is it just about the house that you're selling? Is it about that half a million commission because that house is it's worth so much, you're going to get so much out of it? Or are you willing to just be able to form a relationship with someone and see what they truly need instead of just trying to sell something that will get it off the books? It's it's really about building that friendship, that authenticity with others. If you're willing to be open, trust me on this, you will see doors open with so many different people. And I've been mm -hmm. fortunate enough to have that happen for such a long time. And I've been thankful for now, even the last few years, realizing my own true potential because of keeping those doors authentically open. Yeah, I love it, man. So much you said there, be vulnerable, be willing to share. Doors will open up. For realtors out there, so many realtors that listen to the show are newer realtors or really struggling financially in their business. Um, and so they need help. That's kind of why they are, you know, are, are listening. What would you say? What would be a piece, uh, you know, piece of advice or two pieces of advice you would give to realtors really struggling in their business right now? Yeah, it, that's an important thing, especially as we're kind of hitting into a recession. And it's funny because that's where my business kind of takes off because a lot of people are looking to pivot or create new opportunities. So for professionals that are real estaters, first off, if you are going to continue to, to work through this, remember that there are highs and there are lows. So don't be afraid to be in the moment where maybe there might be a lull. It's okay. That just means that you have extra time to continue to build those relationships with people. And when that time comes, they're going to keep calling you. So definitely do that. And if you need help with an elevator pitch to sell mm -hmm. yourself or even just generating opportunities like that, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm willing to work with you on th things of that nature. But the second thing I'll share for real estate professionals is you know, even with the marketing and the connections and in uh, doing all that, if you've been doing it all well in this virtual world, or if you have been doing it just in person, in your local area, try taking a risk, try going out and seeing what else is out there in the world that other people are doing and get new ideas. It isn't necessary that John is my enemy <laughs> because John's doing a podcast and he's doing all kinds of things. We're all in the same boat of trying to help people and in their different ways. We have different niches of doing that. So mm -hmm. I encourage all of you to think about what your niche is to help promote that as well, because it can create opportunities down the road again, whenever you never expect it. I love what you say to realtors, the highs and the lows, use that time well, because so, and I think I told you this when we've talked a few times, but like July, August, I had done basically the volume I did in 2021 and the money, I made that by the end of June. And then things froze, you know, July, August because of the market. And so I think I only sold uh, two, two or three houses the rest of the year in 2022. But guess what? I didn't sit on the couch and cry about it. What I did was I really used that time to build the membership, right? Now the membership is 20, 30, 30 something people, whatever it is. And I got to build that out. And so I think every know everything that's not working. So the market shifting is an opportunity to do something. I'm all about, 
You know, I just talked at the end of January. My episode was like, what's next? What am I working on in my business as we sell our house, think about rentals, things I'm doing in the membership, growing that, adding tears to that. All those things were built when the market was a little slower. And so for realtors, I mean, kind of exactly what you're saying, taking a risk, using that time well, step out of your comfort zone. Um, And what I love, Josh, about what you said too, is like, you can learn, like, that's why I have guests like you on the show. They're going to learn from you, a non-realtor, how to be better in their real estate business. So lots of good stuff, man. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for your vulnerability for, I mean, I know you have been through the ringer, but so glad you're here and alive and with us. And just now with sharing your story and being willing to help people. And now the business that you created over the last year where you actually can help people use their voice, speaking, resume stuff, coaching. Um, I think it's really cool. I'm super proud of you. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to get in touch with me, feel free to visit my website, which is at yourspeakingvoice.biz. So all one word, yourspeakingvoice.biz. And come check check me out, schedule a consultation. It's always free for the first one. So feel free to come visit me. Man, you went right where I was going. The last question I ask every guest is where they can connect with you. So yourspeakingvoice.biz, B-I-Z. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Proud of you for what you're doing and how you continue to overcome. And uh, thanks for being an awesome guest this week. Thanks, John. And thanks for our friendship. Thanks for allowing me to be on your show. My pleasure, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and my interview with Josh Smith of Your Speaking Voice, LLC. Love his story, very thankful for his friendship and now how he is helping people with his business. Few quick takeaways from this episode. I love how at the beginning he talked about how we need to be more authentic and courageous. Um, And even as he said, you know, as men, we need to be willing to talk more about, you know, mental health and the importance of taking care of your body. Um, I love how he kind of, shared his story. I know that was uh, not easy, but just even as he said that he's learned over the past few years, the importance of sharing his story and checking in with people and building relationships. This is so much what we should be doing in real estate, not just checking in with our clients, potential clients, but our friends, our family, people that matter to us as well. I love how he said that it's important to develop yourself and grow mentally just as much as it is to build the business. And I've been so impressed by what I've seen, you know, where I've seen Josh come from in the past few years and how I've seen him kind of rise from the ashes and build his business and believe in himself, even when he had negative comments like people saying, isn't this the Josh show? You know, just, you know, ignoring that or letting it go and trying to just, you know, build his business and understand how he's helping others and the importance of it and not let the you know negative talk pull him down. So really hope you enjoyed this episode, Josh. Very thankful for you. Thankful for what you're doing in your business and how you're helping people. And thank you so much for being on today's episode. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.